G'day guys and girls and welcome back to the second part of our round six wrap up podcast. We're going to dive straight back into things and get into the Frio versus Western Bulldogs game or as you call it Matt. The Monday 300. Yeah, Monday 300. You've said that at least six times since I've, I, I, I met go, up with you today. I don't go to many games, but I did go to this one and I really enjoyed it. Apparently there was a moment where he was about like just on 50 out. And he was going to pass it off and the, the crowd, crowd was bullying him into it. They bullied him into taking the shot. It was awesome. And, and he nailed it. He got it. So uh, And it was about two minutes after he'd kicked another goal breaking through the 50 arc. It yeah. was yeah, great game. My spirit is broken after too many Hong Kong drinks and West Coast losing so horribly <laughs> on Sunday, so I can't even appreciate the, the greatness in that. Uh, so, on the uh, Docker side of the ledger, Nat 524, we've talked about him already. This is why I think he's a good option this week. He, this was vintage five. Strong mm. marks around the ground, bursting out of the centre clearances. It was just a awesome, complete game. Five tackles, a goal, looked good. David Mundy in his 300th was epic, but I'm still not going anywhere near him. No, uh, draft only. And even then, you'd be a little wary about starting him on the field. I, I, absolutely. Ed Langdon, again, a draft-only guy. Good good great, draft guy. Great at home. But, and great at home, but not so terrible away. away. Uh, Brad Hill was better this week for draft owners. His work rate is incredible. Oh, yeah. He, he runs everywhere, doesn't he? He was... But he uh, had zero tackles. No, he doesn't tackle. But, yeah. man, he, he runs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Luke Ryan had another up game, but there's a massive fall-off. So, the next best was Jesse Hogan with 83. So, yes. Frio's top end seemed to be doing quite well, and the bottom end, including some of those draft guys that we thought would take the next step this year, like Chera and like Andrew Brayshaw, just not just chugging along at best. You don't really notice either of them, nah. to be honest. So, they keep a lead guys only, and, and for the future, you, you hang on to them. Because they're going to be good. But this is just their second year, second, second, year, blues. second year blues. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, unfortunate for them. And Matty Tabiner, we said last week, no to Matty Tabiner. Don't pick Matty Tabiner. He got 68 this week. That's why you don't go a key forward. Yes. Um, unpredictable. He um, yeah, didn't have a great game. All right. On the Bulldog side of the ledger, um, Luke Beveridge ruined coaches' hopes and dreams on the weekend. <laughs> he did Beveridge things. Oh, my God. So, Lockie Hunter had 122 and just looked very, very good. Really good game. But... The rest of the team just average at best. Caleb Daniel, again, keeps on going this in that defensive exactly role. This is exactly what I said in the um, the last portion of the podcast. Mm-hmm. 30 disposals, 99. Yeah. Because he just he just gets possessions. He doesn't mm-hmm. really do anything else. Yeah. He uses them really well. but um, He gave away three free kicks as well, so it could have been a little bit more without those. Because if he goes near anyone and makes contact, it's a free <laughs> kick because he can't actually reach the ball. Because he can't do anything. He can't reach the ball. He has to hit them. Um, McRae is going to be cheap soon, so hold off on McRae. This sucks yeah. for McRae owners from the start of the year, though, who paid 890k. <laughs> Yeah, um, because he is edging on eight hundred at the moment, and you'll be able to get him probably sub, about seven fifty to seven seventy k soon. About, yeah, I reckon that range as well, um, which is incredible. Leading cash at the moment. Uh, Bailey Smith is proving that he's going to be a very good future uh, fantasy player, and if anyone owns him in a keeper league, make sure you hold on to him. Yep. Uh, all right, but the two I want to quickly talk about are. Bontempelli, who have had, yeah. who's had two down weeks now, fantasy scoring-wise, I would still be holding him because I think he'll go back to that. I assume he's not injured. The role has changed slightly, but I'm at some point, Beveridge has got to realize he was doing something right at the start of the year, and now he's doing something wrong. And there, he has clearly changed things. Yeah, so against Carlton and Frio, he's gone mid-80s. His upcoming fixtures, he's got Richmond, Brisbane, and Geelong. Uh, he's got a pretty good average against all of them, um, particularly mm-hmm. Richmond. He averages 122 versus Richmond. 
It's all right. Just I, I think it's easy. Stop playing your forwards in defence. Stop playing your defenders up forward. Start playing your midfielders in the midfield. Yep. Um, and yeah, just deal with that. Yeah. So if you've got Bont in salary cap, would you be holding him? Yeah, I'm holding him. I I, I do have Bont in salary cap, and I am holding him. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's so an- you're still confident he's going to be top eight come the end of the year. Mm. Because if you're not, why are you holding him? He's got a break-even of 135. Specifically because I have Steel and Liberatore, and I would be offloading both of them before so I offload priorities. the bones. Um, yeah. Priorities at the moment. Because uh, the bond has I a greater chance of... Of going back good. to that 120 or 110 to 120 average. I think that there's a great opportunity for him to do that. I don't think Liber will if he was sore um, after that first month. And I don't think Steele will do what we thought he would at the start of the year. Agreed. Um, okay. Uh, and just quickly as well on um, uh, Timmy English for draft mm. owners. Has turned it around. He's available in some draft leagues. You know, if you're in a really deep league, two, a two-ruck league in particular. Uh, in a two-ruck league, um, he should already be owned, but you was not. You would think so, but good option because he did have a really poor start to the year. He did. Um, um, Will Hayes? Yeah, Will Hayes was very solid. He's 72. He's, surely keeps his spot. His spot should be pretty safe. He looks good when he plays. Um, 241,000. Break even of neg 14. Um, I'd be pretty... I'd, I will probably actually be playing him on my field this week in salary cap. Yeah, I'll be. I'll play Ross over him, but only just. I would as well, but... I, I played Hayes Ross. over Ross this week, and it's a bit of a rookie roulette at the moment. So if you play Ross yeah. over Hayes, Hayes will probably outscore him this week. Yeah, probably. It's just a little bit of luck at the moment. Um, all right, the Hawks and Blues. Um, another really good game. This was incredibly close and mm. just another annoying, honourable loss for, the, for Carlton. Um, They're getting closer. Yeah, but Liam Shields decided to do good things this game and good on him for draft league owners. Yep, first game first game back from injury too, which mm. is a, a great return for anyone that was brave enough to play him. Nine tackles, which is classic Liam Shields, but three goals, which isn't classic Liam Shields. No, so... Uh, interesting there. O'Meara's putting up godlike numbers this year. Having a great year. Uh, with, uh, with 134 this week. Um, and Sicily decided to turn it on this game as well. So, uh, do you think Sicily will be a top... We've talked about this before, but I'm still not sold on him being a top four. A top six, sorry, defender at the end of the uh, year. No, I'm not. Yeah, I, I want to see a couple more weeks of this before I put him back into that conversation. Agreed. Just on O'Meara quickly, mm-hmm. at 768k... Would you be if you have the cash? Would you be looking at him ahead of some of those other guys that we've talked about already tonight? Nah, nah, not really. No, no. I still, I still think at some stage, and I know you, you keep calling me negative and you keep calling me pessimistic. The tags will come, so surely they'll realize that he is the only midfielder that they've got. And Jaeger O'Meara, basically, I know Shields did incredible up forward, but he won that game for them in the midfield. Mm. He won it off his own back. He dragged that team to a victory. If a team stops him, Hawks will lose. No question. So, yeah, I think the tags will come quite soon. Um, and I wouldn't be jumping on it. I wouldn't be jumping on it 768k. If when he was cheaper at the start of the season, that was the right time. If he was in the boat sailed. If he was 680 to 700k, I'd be keen. Not where he is now. Alrighty. So um, you're chasing points, and you're worried there's not enough value. There exactly, because the I don't think he'll be a top. I still don't think he'll be a top eight midfielder at the end of the year. If I did, I would be picking him up at this price. Mm-hmm. But as a stepping stone player, I wouldn't be picking up at this yeah, price. Interesting. Um, okay, so James Warple just quickly. Um, so he had eighty six. His break even is now seventy seven. 
You can keep him for another week or two, but I think we all knew he wasn't going to be a top six forward at the end of the year. In the next couple of weeks, might be time to look at getting rid of him as he reaches as his average reaches his break even. Or even maybe he's one of those players that can just string along enough scores to get us to the buy rounds. I think he's going to have to because the number of other guys that are also getting close to maxing a lot of, out. A lot of our rookies are starting to get yeah, there. Yeah, I think... Um, we aren't prepared to do it today, yeah. but we might Definitely. actually have to come up with a ranking of what order to look at them. Yeah, I think we might do that for next week's episode. Yeah. We might might have to order some of those players that you would look at getting rid of in the buy. Close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so those are the only ones I really wanted to bring up from the Hawks. Um, apart from James Cousins, if you've still got him, you're he doing... Needs to yeah, go. he needs to go because he's also missing a week this week with suspension. Yeah. So after clattering uh, SPS... Yep, and I think he's retweaked his ankle as well. Um, so on the um, uh, the Carlton side of the ledger, we've got a lot of uh, draft guys. Yeah, a lot of draft guys there. Ed Kernow, Dale Thomas, Paddy Cripps was was solid in this game, considering he was getting tagged by Howe. So he, yeah, he did enough, the, and he's got he's a top eight midfielder, no question. Absolutely, is the good thing is the ninety nine, and I think he got ninety five last week from mm-hmm. memory. He is dropping in price at the moment. Mm-hmm. So he's currently 812,000. His break even is 134 for this week yeah. against North. So there is every chance he's going to make that. Mm. Um, if he doesn't, though, it wouldn't surprise me if he's pretty much dead on 800 yeah. next week. And if he doesn't make his break even again, there's a chance he could even drop under 800, mm. which would be amazing to get him at that price. Yeah. Now, we got a question on Nick Newman, which we'll be answering a little bit later. So uh, we'll move past him. Sammy Walsh, we mentioned, has still got a lot of money to make, so don't be stressing about that 74, and you can absolutely play him on your field. Yep. Uh, Cade Simpson, that's just an unfortunate injury for draft league owners, considering he was uh, he was starting to turn things around. Wait and watch on him. See see how that uh, uh, the team yeah. sheets look at the end of the week. Uh, is there anyone else you want to pinpoint from there? Not really. The draft guys are all ones. It's all that draft people guys. People will there. actually already own yeah. those. So there's there's Paddy Cripps basically, and then rookies, and then that's it for um for Carlton players yeah. uh, in salary caps. All right. So the last game of the round. Uh, my my sadness and <laughs> just. <laughs> Oh, this was an awful game to watch, to be honest. Uh, unless you were a Geelong fan, because if you're they, a Geelong they were, fan, you they were love turning this. it on. Um, Geelong smashed West Coast, and they had some huge scores. Pretty much all of them in the last quarter as well. I mean, if you yeah. looked at the quarter by quarter breakdown, I think Paddy Dangerfield had something like six disposals, five disposals, six disposals, and fourteen disposals. It was Just ridiculous. Fourteen in the last quarter. Um, One hundred and thirty-eight points. He was spectacular in this game. Uh, Mitch Duncan is a great guy to own for drafts but too inconsistent for um, salary, salary cap, cap. Uh, Tommy Stewart he's a top 6 defender I think he is a top 6 defender I'm locking that in now 100% and he's affordable still go out and get him um, if Nick Newman is missing this week he's a, a, a chance yeah Tommy Stewart 673k 91 is his break-even. He did have 79 the week before last, which is probably why he's um, a bit cheaper. But, hey, he's had a great year so far. Yeah, Essendon, North, Bullies, and Gold Coast. 13, 13 marks, and this was a big Tui comeback game as well. Yeah, so, so that's great. They're still trying to get the ball in his hands, even with Tui back in the team. Um, Gaza was great in this game, but again... Which I, one? Well, yeah, true. All right, fine. Both of them were pretty good, actually. Well, Gary Rowan isn't anything relevant, so we move past him. Uh, no, honestly, I wouldn't pick... 
Look, he's not fantasy relevant. No, he's not. Um, I wouldn't want not to... Not even in a deep draft would I be looking at him. Or in a very deep draft, yes, because he's got a decent ceiling, but he needs to kick a lot of goals in order to get that. He needed four goals to get to 96. Um, he only had and he's had, touches, he had four yeah. goals last week as well, but he's not doing that every week. No. Um, so, uh, yeah. Gary Ablett Jr., just to clear that up for you, Matt. <laughs> Um, Thank you. He, he was very good, and but again, I would be stressing about him if I, for salary cap leagues because you might pick him up this week and he might rest in a couple of weeks' time. He's he's got an older body. They'll want him for finals. They'll want him in every single finals game, so they'll rest him a couple of times this year. I would suggest. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be going yep. near him. Uh, the rookies: Myers break even at sixteen, Constable break even at thirty three. Um, they're both. Good to hang on to for quite a while. I think oh, absolutely! I'd say. Yeah, um, and I'd be pretty confident playing both of them on the field. So would I. Do you feel like Jordan Clark's going to be back anytime soon? No, no, I don't think he comes back into this side for a little bit um, because some yeah. of the players who performed poorer in this game, who might be a chance to miss out, was like Tom Atkins doesn't play defense. Yep. Um, Lukey Dowhouse, but he's he's a best twenty-two guy. I don't think he's moving. Yep. Jack Henry, but I don't think they'll get rid of him because he can lock down and allow Stewart and Tui to play freer. Yep. And Likewise, College Jesney. Henry, yeah, exactly. They play tall and small as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I don't think this team is actually changing. If they don't have injuries at the moment, I think I can't this, I think this is their best 22, to be honest. Um, they've got a really good team balance, and I don't think there's anyone else, forgive me if I'm missing anyone, but pushing up now that Tui's back in the side. Yeah, not off the top of my head. Um Okay, so we'll go over onto the Eagles. Uh, Tom Hickey. Where did that come from? I don't know. 141. I don't know. How do you do that with Stanley getting 110 as well? I don't. I don't know how that ruck duel worked, but uh, they, he, they just rucked and then just ran off in opposite directions it, it and ignored was each other. Epic, and he gave away three free kicks as well. So he could have been 150. Wow. Um, yeah. So the moral of the story is. He's good when Vardy's not there. Yeah. So far. Yeah. No, he looked he looked very good. Um, Shannon Hearn, 109. This is real as well. Yeah. Also, real contention for top six. Yes. Yes. Um, but the other guy we talked about last week, Brad Shepard. Which we thought was real. Well, we, we talked about wanting to see more. Yeah. Because Hearn had done it last year. And yes. I, we is had it, much more trust, and Shepard had not done it not and, until the extent. end of last yeah. year. I so. still think Shepard is going to be a very good player this year, and I still think he'll probably be top 10, but um, yeah, I agree, he's not top 6. Yeah, but Hearn looks like he is. Hearn, I would, want, I would prefer Hearn at the moment over James Sicily. That is, that is the view that I would take. Uh, yeah, okay. I probably have a bit of WA bias, but I would agree with you. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and that's coming from a Frio fan. So yeah. uh, Elliot Yo was better in this game, but I still want to see more. And Andrew Gaff, this was his down game. They got absolutely smashed, but a 91 from a premium is... Look, it's not it, awful. No, it's not. But it's, for those that don't own him, it's exactly the same scenario as Cripps. Yep. Going to drop in price a little bit. Slightly. I think his break-even is also about 120, 128, I think. So there's a good chance he's going to drop a little bit down to a more affordable price yeah. as well. And then Dom Sheed, get rid of him if you just still have a Matt. <laughs> I was already, specifically targeting you. I was already to move him on, and then Redden was was um, out with injury, <laughs> yeah. and I bought into the 
oh, someone's going to have to pick up Redden's midfield minutes. <laughs> and it it w- could be Sheed. It wasn't Sheed. <laughs> it wasn't Sheed. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, In my mind, that's like a Morgan Freeman voiceover. <laughs> it wasn't Sheed. It wasn't Sheed. No, I can't do it. So yeah. I'm not even going to try. But that would be perfect. <laughs> um, and, and then the youngsters there, Petrocelli, uh yeah, I, I think he keeps his spot in the side because of what he's done he's in the first few weeks. They'll keep him. Um, but some of the other players that should be worried about are like Jack Darling was awful again and is having a terrible start to the year. So he might find himself at Frio Oval this week. Um, so Petrocelli, 370k, break even of 39, which is very achievable. So hold him for another week and see yeah. what he can do. And he do. plays Gold Coast this week. Yeah. And then St. Kilda. So he might have another three or four goal game, to be honest. And Melbourne. So he's actually got a pretty good run coming up. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's the, the players I want to talk about from that game, which was the last of the round. So what we're going to do now is we're going to cover off on a couple of the questions from Twitter because we've actually gone through quite a lot of them already. Uh, so anyone that doesn't have their question answered directly, if you sent it in, it's because we, we kind of feel that we've already covered it um, in the the start of the podcast so the first question that i want to bring up is from paul uh, at louis 14 he says g'day boys is boke a must-have this week or is there better value out there so all right travis boke uh is a must-have at the end of the year you have to own travis boke he is just too good as a forward this year he's gonna be the top one of the top two he's 765 this week and he's got a break even of 121 I would say, go pick him up. Here's a cha- here's a serious yeah. chance to get that 121 this week. Plus, he's averaging 119. Yeah. So for the year. So I mentioned uh, who, who was the player that I mentioned I wouldn't pick up who is 768k or something. Jaeger O'Meara. Jaeger yes. O'Meara. So the reason why I would pick up Travis Boak at 760k when I wouldn't go Jaeger O'Meara is because I view Boak as a top six forward that you need to have at the end of the year. I don't think the Omira scoring will continue. So if you're picking up Omira at that price, you are using him as a stepping stone, and I don't think he's got a ton to make from yeah, that okay. price. So that that's the difference there. Mm-hmm. And I think Boke, you can justify picking him up at 765 because even if he goes down by 20 or 30k over the next few he's weeks, gonna be... he's going to still be scoring hundreds. Yeah. Get him onto your field. At some point, the scores, you have to get the scores rather than wait for the perfect time to strike price-wise. And he's not those sort of Lockie Whitfield prices, Lockie Neal prices that were putting me off earlier in the season, like those mid-800k prices. That's I really don't like paying that extra 100k there. You can wait on that. I don't think Boke's going to move too much from the price he is now. I think he'll fluctuate, but it's pretty much the same. Yeah, so, um, yeah, bring him in. Bring him in, Paul. Hopefully that helps, me. And in terms of is there better value out there, There's I've, we've talked about quite a few midfielders that are probably value picks this yep. week. In terms of forwards, I don't know that there's really value True. that's jumping off the page at me. It's uh, more of mids yeah. at the moment. Question from T-Mac. What to do with Whitfield in AFL Fantasy if he's named or not? We already gave you pretty much the list, but the way, again, just again, if I was to do it, if you own him and he plays this week, hold him because he's going to be a top six at the end of the year and you just have to suffer through the price loss. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, unless you've got absolutely nothing to do, which I, which I <laughs> sincerely unlikely. doubt. Um, and if you do, if you own him and he's not playing this week... Trade him for me. I, I'd be trading him unless you're like you and have awful, awful players on your field. Yeah, so it depends where your team's at and what else you need to do. Oh, God. For me, he's a fair way down my list of issues. But I, 
unless you've got a ton of issues, I'd be trading Lockie Whitfield this week if he doesn't play, making that extra cash because his break-even is just so high. Yeah, it's 173 ridiculous. is ridiculous. Um, okay, so next question is from Matt Mottram, who's actually got a, uh, a couple of questions for us here. So mm-hmm. the first one is, any rookies worth getting this week? Um, well, we talked about Ross earlier. We did, he's if you still... an expensive rookie, yep. but he's if you need to make a bit of cash somewhere and you've got a liver or a sheet or somebody, mm-hmm. he's a perfect opportunity to make a little bit of cash there. The, the other one is Answorth for a, an underperforming forward rookie. Uh, I like the look of him, if he yep. can keep his spot in the side this week. Yep. I really like the look of Hayes. Yeah, Is Hayes looked really good this week. So if you don't own Hayes, he's one to bring in. Yeah, um, and... Uh, what's the Melbourne guy? Lockhart. Lockhart, yes. Lockhart's still 210k or so as a mid-defender. Yeah. So He is... Uh, let me just look here. I've got his price brought up. So Lockhart is 228k uh, with a break-even of 8. So And as long as he keeps his spot on the side this week, he'd be another good one. Um, so yeah, hopefully that one helps there. Uh, his other question is... Thoughts on trading Liber to Boke via Gibbons and then playing Walsh, Constable, and Ross on field. Uh, so ha- having right, three so, so rookies. So break that down for me. You're turning... So he's got Gibbons in his... Uh... Hang on. Where has he got Gibbons? Who's uh, he ditching? Liber? Oh, so, so he's bringing Gibbons into his midfield yep. uh, from his forward line. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, getting rid of Liber for that and he's putting Boke into the empty slot in his forward line. So yeah. he's, he's bringing he's in Boke, and then he's bringing one of the rookies that he had on his bench, being maybe uh, Ross or Wilkie Constable, Ross. Yep. and playing him on the field. So he'll have three rookies in the midfield, or would you prefer him upgrade Liber to a midfield premium? I'd go Boke. I would probably go the Boke, because of what you said earlier, he's going to be top six. Yeah. This is a good opportunity to and get the, him. Those three... Rookies they're, they're seem off. pretty safe. Yeah, Walsh, off. Constable, and Ross seem like pretty safe rookies. There's probably four mid-only rookies that I'd be comfortable playing on the mm-hmm. field, and it's those three and Hayes. Yeah, so I, I would be really comfortable with Constable, Walsh, and um, uh, Jack Ross on my midfield because I'm going to be playing all three in my midfield this week. I'm going to be playing, um, yeah, Walsh, Constable, and Hayes myself. Yeah, so, so ideally, you wouldn't want more. You wouldn't want more than two. But if you're playing three for a week or two, you can probably get away with it. Yeah, I like it. Um, And his last question is, what to do with Nick Newman? Thanks in advance. So uh, this was the player that I wanted to bring up just quickly from earlier. So Nick Newman did cop a bit of an injury in the last quarter and didn't come back onto the field. Um, Now, I haven't heard anything about the severity of that injury at the moment, but if he is set to miss week, it was a bit of a leg issue. Now, I'm... Yeah, okay. So he's 575k. Yeah. His break even is 96. Mm-hmm. Average of 84 and a three round average of 80.3. Yeah, it's, I, I'm. He's. So he's got a break even that he could meet. He's not going to fluctuate too much, I think, in price from where he is right now. No. So he's not going to lose a particularly big, uh, big amount of money. But the thing is, you. He's not going to be top six end of the year. No, he's you not. You got him hoping he was going to be a stepping stone. It's unlikely he's going to step too much further than this. No, but if you've got other things, like I would get rid of Liber before him. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. If you're on Dom Sheet, I would be getting rid of him. If you've got... But if you're... And also, this trade that you're doing at the moment, so you're getting rid of Liber 
Matt to bring in a Boak. Mm-hmm. If you've got no other issues like a um, like a DOM sheet or anything like that, which you desperately have to fix up, then I don't mind the idea of using some extra cash to get um, to get Newman to someone else, yeah. or even sideways trade him to a, a defender who you think might make some cash. Over so the next I, I've weeks. got no issue with moving Newman on if you're able to. I've also got no issue with holding him if yeah. you've got bigger concerns. Pretty much. So I'm holding him because I've got bigger things to worry about. So I'm in the same issue as you, Matt, and. Yeah, I, I'm just sticking fat with him and hoping he plays this week. If he doesn't, then yeah, you have to get You're rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so again, we've got a few other questions, but we've covered off all of them. So uh, Lockie Whitfield is, a, is one that a lot of people are asking about. Um, Stephen Canelio, again, we've mentioned that you just have to get rid of him if he's not playing. And if he is playing, then you obviously hold him. <laughs> I, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. All right, so I have been sent a question as well. Uh, this question is a is directed specifically at you, Christian, and is a you've been sent a question. I've been sent a question. You've been someone slid slid into your DMs, basically, is yep. what you're saying. Yep. They they've oh, asked God. me specifically to ask you this. Who am I? Question. All right. All righty. So some clues. I am averaging 55 from four games. I am 21 years old. I had 27% disposal efficiency. Is this Ryan Clark? The weekend and scored 45. Is this Ryan Clark? I've played at two clubs before. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's Ryan Clark. You don't have to continue with, <laughs> continue with, the, with the clues. <laughs> as soon as you said, I scored 55, I was like, uh, I didn't I, even get to the best clues either. Uh, there were some great ones in there. No, 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 no. You don't, you don't get to... Fit. My name rhymes with Brian Park. Jesus Christ. So, who said that? Someone put way too much energy into that. That was from friend of the podcast, Brody. Oh, of course it was. Well, not friend of the podcast anymore, because <laughs> I'm the one who does the editing and recording, so we'll... Uh, so, that whole we'll, segment's just gone. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, um, I right. also had another question over... A serious question, mm-hmm. far more serious question over the last couple of weeks, Okay, where the Bailey Watch has been this year. The Bailey watch has been sent to the trash because there's been no good Baileys this Unfortunately, year. Unfortunately, that is the answer. Sorry for those of you that have been missing out on the Bailey watch. They're just the Baileys have been really underwhelming this year. Um, the Baileys have been shite. They, they have been shite. There's really only two worth talking about, which is Bailey Fritch and mm-hmm. Bailey Smith, and even them's not. They're even they're not really worth talking about too much no. this year. So hopefully they pick it up over the next few weeks, so we can actually get back into the Bailey watch and the Bailey rankings, but sorry, there's just not worth talking about. Yeah, we'll, uh, when some Baileys start doing well, we'll start ranking them again, but until then, the, the list is done. Yeah. <laughs> the, yep. the list is over. Uh, Alright, so we're going to jump into our favourite game, which is Risk It for the Biscuit. Now, I mentioned in the first part how this game is played, but just to give you uh, a little bit more of an info, uh, a little bit more info for new listeners, uh, this is the game we play where if you are in a draft league, you're coming up against a specific matchup with someone who you think you know, you can you can either get a hold of if you just get that little bit of an extra edge or maybe you've got a, a, an injury that you need to fill for one or two weeks. Uh, this is the guy that you can bring in that will score well this week. This is the diamond in the rough. Someone who is on your waiver wire has to be under 50% owned in ultimate footy uh, because they have to be available for most leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also another rule for us is we can't have chosen them twice. We want a bit of diversity here. Yes. Now we always turn this rule off halfway through the season because they, it scrapes the bottom of the barrel and we're starting to scrape. We're oh, start- this was a tough week. We're starting to get there. So, um, so last week I went with 
Marty Hoare and Harry McKay, <laughs> <laughs> which is an issue in itself. Both of them failed. So that's a stone cold zero. Yeah. Uh, you went with Ryan Clark, who really should subtract points off you. But I, but it doesn't. So, so we uh, continue. You also went with Jordan Dawson, who I will give a point for. He, uh, his ninety six was great. I will give two points for that. Jordan Dawson is a forward. Thank you very much. No, he's a centre only. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's a centre only, so you... Oh! 95 to 100, you get a point. Oh. If he breaks the ton, you get two. Oh, jeez. You get one point for Dawson. Oof. But it's a it's a very impressed point because it is difficult to pick a, a centre that's going to go 85 off yeah, the way. Yeah, that is, that is tough. Oh. So 96 was an awesome result from that. Pick. Damn. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, I, I am very impressed with that one. So, all right. So I'll get, I'll get a point for that. And he is another great one in salary cap leagues. He has been absolutely terrific. So, you know, if you've got him, you can hold on to him for quite some time. He's playing a great fantasy role. Uh, really, really friendly. So, yeah, hopefully he can keep that sort of scoring going because Sydney Swans don't really have too much going at the moment, oh, do they? Oh, he'll hold it. He, he should continue to develop because they need something. Yeah. Um, Alrighty, so I think you have first pick this round. I have first pick? All right. So I'm going with a defender uh, at 40% owned, averaging 75 for the year. Uh, so slowish start, but had an 86 uh, last week. Uh, I'm looking at from Essendon, Jordan Ridley, the yeah, youngster. I do like that pick. The so, only thing putting me off is who he plays this yeah, week. Yes, so he's playing Geelong. However, I don't mind that for defenders because it means the ball is going to be down there more. So, yeah. Hearn did quite well this week. Exactly. Playing, Hearn did well. McGovern did well from a, uh, not necessarily from a fantasy point of view, but he's he was having to be everywhere. So the, the West Coast defenders did have to spread the ball a little bit amongst themselves. Yeah. Um, Hearn in particular was spectacular. So I think that Ridley will get his fair share of points this week. And as a defender, yeah, I think he's a great pick. Yep, very nice. Um, I am going to go with a forward, 39% owned. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie Cameron from Brisbane. Yeah, I picked him a couple of times last year. He's a good one to have. Yeah, so he went 98 versus Gold Coast. He has been a little bit hot and cold this year, but yeah. I think he's coming up against the Swans this week, and it is at the Gabba. Mm-hmm. So I do like his um, chances to come out and and kick a few goals and and get involved up the ground a little bit. Oh yeah, no, he's a he's a really good pick. So that that's one I actually quite like from from you, Maddie. Uh, all right, so my second pick now, if I can find him because I f- actually forgot to write this one down. So he was a so a sync. <laughs> St Kilda player 10% owned Um, where is there he is so St Kilda player 10% owned he's got a last his last three scores have been 52 72 and 89 for an average of 71 so he's building up there young defender by the name of Ben Patton so I like the look of this guy Uh, I think that St Kilda the way they're playing at the moment they like to spread the ball a fair bit so some of these second tier guys do get the chance to get it into their hands a bit more often. You don't need to be one of the top tier, you know, key contested beasts. Um, and yeah, I, I like the look of Ben Patton. I think that he'll do particularly well this week as well um, because St Kilda are coming up against uh, goal GWS from memory. Um, yes, coming up against GWS. So again, the ball will be down in the their back line quite a bit so if you're needing some assistance in your defense mm-hmm. uh in draft leagues someone like a ridley someone like a Patton, you can take a, a chance on one of them and i think it'll pay off for you this week in particular yep very nice um i have literally just changed who i was going to go with as my second option because i wasn't confident with it 
I'm still not confident with this one. But, um, I'm going to go with a 15% owned forward from North Melbourne. Okay. A couple of forwards, a couple of defenders from yep. us. That's good spread. It's the man that's burnt me so many times before, Mason Wood. Oh, Jesus Christ, Matt. When are you ever going to not select <laughs> Mason Wood? I swear. I've got to do it at least once every year. Jesus. All right. Mason Wood has burnt you so many times on this podcast. It is not Surely. Funny. Surely. Coming off 102 this week, he's going to go straight on to a 37 next week. 102 of only one goal. All right. Uh, so he was getting involved in other ways. So it was a more complete game than usual. All right. Gentleman's agreement right here and now. I guarantee you he's going to score under 50 this week. How is that a gentleman's <laughs> Gen- agreement? Gentleman's That's just a prediction. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> you're, you're picking what? A 75 plus score, basically. I'm picking the bare minimum to get me a point. 75. <laughs> Should we have an under-overs bet on this then? No, because so I, I know I'm going to lose it. I know I'm going to lose it. He's got Carlton this week, all so right. I think there's an opportunity for him. Do I actually... Yeah, to I take that back. Scrape his way. To I take that back. He could scrape his way to a halfway decent score if that's the case. Carlton is a good matchup to have. So uh, I take that back. I have more confidence in that risk it for the biscuit score now. Yeah, so more than zero. <laughs> more than zero, which is my usual confidence in Mason Wood. Yeah, and you know what's worrying? What's I that? was more confident in Wood than the other guy I had originally picked. So, all right, that leaves me worried, and I'm glad you're closing your notebook now because I don't, I don't ever want to know who that player was. And on that note, we're going to end the podcast for this week. Thanks so much again for tuning in, guys. We really appreciate you listening. Uh, those of you on iTunes, if you can jump on and give us a review, give us a give us a, a rating. We love reading them, and we'd really appreciate appreciate it guys it would be fantastic to hear what you think about the podcast Absolutely. Uh, if you're on twitter you can always reach us at extended bench au we're more than happy to answer any questions you have anytime about fantasy footy um, and normally the two of us get into an argument over it on twitter anyway so you can enjoy a bit of that um, but until next week uh, we'll be back again after round seven of the uh, the fantasy season Hope you have a great weekend of fantasy footy. Hope some of your your premiums go big. Hope your rookies make a lot of cash. And we'll catch you next week.